This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. Lindsay Roberts here, and this is Entirely Unconventional. And have I got an entirely unconventional message for you. You know, when we talk about January of the new year and we talk about New Year's resolutions, and I call them sometimes New Year's revelations, I really believe the Lord has given me seven things how to keep those resolution, those resolutions alive. I'll tell you what, sometimes we make resolutions around, I don't know, November, December, mid-December, by the end of December, you're so looking forward to that clock to turn to 2023 or 20 new year. And as it turns, you're all ready for your new year's revelations and resolutions. And then what, like two weeks into it, sometimes three weeks into it, now they're down the drain. Well, think about something. Just because the clock turned one second, two seconds, three seconds from January from December to January 2022 to 2023, did anything different happen where you would be expecting a different result? If the only thing that happened was that the clock turned and tick, 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 it went from 2022 to 2023, you celebrated, you know, some people have like sparklers and, and, and they watch a ball drop or they cheer and they wear silly hats and fun glasses. But if you didn't do anything different, how can you expect different results just because the clock went tick, tick, tick? I was praying about this and the Lord gave me the word 2023. The year 2023 is the year for me. And I thought, it didn't sound like the Lord, but it did. But it was like, is that selfish? The year 2023 is the year for me. Well, you know, I'm the type of person, especially in ministry, being in ministry so many years, you want to be thinking about the other person. You want to pray for somebody. You want to sow your seed of prayer and all that's great. But when the Lord said 2023 is the year for me, he also coupled it with the scripture, I'll bless you and make you a blessing. And I really began to think, okay, how can I bless somebody else if I'm not blessed? Or, or how can I do something for somebody else if I can't get out of bed? If I'm not whole, if I'm not healed, if my mind isn't thinking clearly, if this, if, 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 if I'm not in a position of being blessed, how can I be in a position to bless somebody else? Scripture clearly says, I'll bless you and I'll make you a blessing. So it's okay to think about yourself being blessed. So as I was thinking of that and thinking of 2023 is the year for me, I began to think about seven things that would help kickstart or even help uh, create an atmosphere for that New Year's resolution to stay put and continue to work with that resolution coming to pass in your life. Seven things that I believe can create energy and life into that resolution. Number one. Okay. Now two, three, four, five, six, and seven are going to get better. I promise. Hold off with number one. Don't get excited when you hear it and think I'm not going to listen to any part of that. Number one is repent. Okay. I said it. It's out there already done. Can't take it back in. 
Number one is repent. If there is something that you have said, done, uh, missed, anywhere you've missed the mark, maybe with your actions towards God, maybe to somebody else, maybe even to yourself, if there's anything that you have to release and let it go in order for God's blessing to come in, if there's anything that you need to make a clean slate, maybe it's your mouth, maybe it's your words, maybe it's your attitude, maybe you don't even know what it is, but the Bible says, search my heart, Lord, and see if there's anything in me that you know is basically unnecessary, unclean to be there. So I don't mean some great big you know, self-inflicting, oh my gosh, I've done so awful. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible, but no, no, we're not going there. What I mean is just say, Lord, if there's anything that you would like me to change, anything that I did that's unlike you, first of all, I repent over it. Second of all, I'm asking you to show me where I can make the slate clean. You know, there may be someone that, that, you know, really did you wrong and you feel like you have every right to be upset with them. I'm not asking you to go repair it, go to them. I'm just asking you, is there anything you want to say, Lord, help me to forgive. I repent. Maybe it's just, you know, between you and God, something that happened there, whatever he leads you to do, just say, Lord, I release it. I release it. I repent. Now, number two, recite. Yes, these are all going to be our words. Let me give them to you. And then I'm going to explain them. Repent, recite, refuse, resolve, receive, and reward. And finally, rejoice. Repent, recite, refuse, resolve, receive, reward, rejoice. Now that's a lot of R's. In my husband's family, my sweet mother-in-law, Evelyn Roberts, named all her kids with an R word. And so it made it kind of fun that each one of the children, um, Rebecca, Ronnie, Richard, they all, all of them, all the siblings, every one of them, Richard's sister is Roberta. They all had an R word which I thought was always really cute. And so when I had my Jordan, I would have loved to carry on a tradition like that. I just couldn't think of that many names that went along with what I was believing for. And so, you know, I didn't get to do it like Evelyn did, but I always thought it was cool. Number one, we're going to repent. Lord, forgive me for anything that I've said or done or anything in my heart or where I've missed it or anything. Lord, I just give it to you and I ask you to receive it. And you know what? Wipe the slate clean. That's all. Just wipe the slate clean. Number two, recite. Recite, the dictionary definition of recite means to repeat aloud something memorized or prepared. We've got to get prepared. We've got to get something that we can repeat. Oh, Lord, give me, um, I don't know. Well, don't be surprised with what you end up with is, I don't know. But if we recite, get a scripture that you can stand on. I'm the Lord that healeth thee, or my God shall supply all my needs, or greater is he that's in me, or let the peace of God surpass my human understanding. Whatever scripture that you want to grab and you want to lay hold of, begin to recite it daily. I love things like my God shall supply all my needs. I love saying the same scripture over and over. Yes, I have other scriptures, but I love reciting, saying it out loud and declaring that scripture. So number one, repent. Number two, recite. Number three, refuse. Refuse, the dictionary definition means to uh, indicate or show one is not willing to do something. Indicate that you are not willing to accept or grant something. I actually love that one. That is standing firm. Devil, 
I refuse to listen to you. Devil, I refuse to attack myself. Devil, I refuse to sit back and say, attacking, I don't mean physically attack. I'm, you know, oh, you know, I had a family member that used to say, oh, dummy. Oh, oh, dummy. I'm not going to sit back and say that about myself. And I really don't want to let anybody else say it about me. But in the name of Jesus, begin to refuse the devil's work and receive what God has for you. Devil, I'm not going to do that. Devil, no, you can't make me do it. Get thee behind me, Satan. You will not prevail. Number four, resolve. Resolve means find a solution to a problem and decide firmly on a course of action. I resolve myself to the fact that I am going to be blessed in 2023. 2023 is the year for me. I firmly resolve on a course of action that God is going to bless me because I'm obedient. God's going to bless me because I worship him. I'm going to bless God because I'm obedient. I'm going to bless God and so tithe. I am going to receive kingdom living and I am going to act like kingdom living. Repent, recite, refuse, resolve. And number the next one, number five, is receive. It means being given, to accept, earn, or be given, to gain. So many times I've seen people that are so willing to receive the negative stuff, but when God wants to bless them, oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, that shouldn't happen. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, oh, maybe you meant that for somebody else. And you don't feel like you can receive from God. Well, I can bless God and I can sow my seed or I can tithe, but I'm not going to receive anything back from God. You know, that's not scriptural. He said, I'll bless you and make you a blessing. He said, when you sow, you reap. When you give, you receive. That is scriptural. And so it's time for us to repent, let it go, refuse to uh, listen to the words of the devil, refuse to receive the actions of the devil, resolve decide firmly that you're going to serve God and you're going to receive all that God has for us to do. Number five, receive and go ahead and realize that it's okay to receive God's blessing, receive God's word, receive prayer, receive prophecy, receive what God has for you. Number six is reward. The Bible says God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It means recognition of their efforts. Oh, I don't want to be recognized. Nope. God said he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'll bless you and I'll make you a blessing. And number seven, rejoice. The Bible says rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Why did he have to repeat it and say, again, I say rejoice. That one might be an easy one to miss. The Bible doesn't say that we give God praise for all situations. The Bible says we give him praise in all situations. Not all situations, we want to sit around, oh, praise the Lord, because something rotten happened. But we can give God praise in the midst of difficult situations. Why? Well, the Bible says he inhabits, he lives and dwells in the praises of his people. So as we begin to praise him, he begins to live and dwell in to inhabit those praises And when he comes in, I believe God is more than able, more than capable of changing any situation that we face. And we can rejoice and praise God. We can have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I didn't say the joy of the circumstance or the situation. Some circumstances and situations are not joyful. But I'll tell you this, the joy of the Lord, that is a spiritual infusion 
of a manifestation of the joy that Jesus himself has. That joy of the Lord then becomes what? Our strength. We can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not strong in the situation, not the power of our own might, not strong in whatever we're doing because sometimes we're just not. But we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength and we can rejoice always. And I believe as we do that, we can see the, the situations that we've set up as what we call New Year's resolutions. I believe if we apply these seven points in our daily life, I truly believe those resolutions will come to pass according to God's word and his will, and maybe even, maybe even smoother and easier than you planned. And I don't believe that the word of God is just going to fall away. Listen, if I'm making a resolution on January 1 and it falls apart January 3, by January 4, you're back in the kitchen looking at the refrigerator. And by January 10th, you're like feeling guilt. No, no, no. That's not the word of God. The word of God is to build you up, the Bible says, and give you an inheritance. So number one, be willing to repent. And I don't mean some big drawn out thing. Repent just means to say you're sorry, to change your mind. Lord, I'm sorry if there's anything that I've done that displeases you. I repent over it and I ask you to forgive me. Number two, recite. Repeat out loud. Memorize or prepare scripture that you can repeat out loud. Devil, listen to this scripture. I'm a child of the king. I'm joint heirs with Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Number three, refuse. Refuse to listen to the words of the devil. Don't let Satan speak in your ear. Don't accept the doom and gloom. Listen, I understand that we're in the world. The Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of it. But we are in it. But Jesus said something interesting. In the world, you'll have tribulation. Wow, that doesn't sound like a, you know, a peachy keen idea. But he said, in the world, there is tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Refuse to receive the way the devil wants the world to go, but receive all that God has for you. Number four, resolve. Decide firmly on a course of action. I resolve that I'm going to do what God calls me to do. I'm going to be what God calls me to be. I'm going to operate in his peace, love, and joy, regardless of the circumstances. I'm going to operate from the peace of God on the inside, coming out into the circumstances. Number five, receive. Receive all God has for you you. Receive what he has for you. Receive everything, not from the devil, but receive all God has for you. Number six, reward. Allow God to reward you. He is a reward you. That's Hebrews 11, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Sometimes people should reward you and sometimes they don't, but God said he is a rewarder. Allow the blessings and rewards of God to come your way and be willing to receive it. And number seven, rejoice. Praise you, Lord. I praise the Lord. Maybe you're in the midst of something that's just not the best situation. I praise the Lord. It doesn't mean you're praising God for the situation. It doesn't mean you're peachy keen about the situation. But as you praise the Lord, I believe he can live and dwell in the middle of those praises. And I believe he can bring change to the situation. So I pray that 23, 2023 is the year for me. 2023 is the year for me. Begin to say that. If that's the thing you have to declare and recite, 2023 is the year for me. 
in Jesus' name. I, uh, I get questions from time to time, and a lot of times those questions are what determines some of the topics that we talk about. And I want to read you one that I, I, I actually have a couple of them today, and I can't wait to read them to you. I have been refusing to settle. Well, you know what I say about that? Wahoo, praise the Lord. I even say things like, devil, you have no place in my life. But I'm going to give you a quick grammar lesson, English lesson. The minute you say, but, comma, that absolutely negates the first part of the situation. It negates, it, it, it literally wipes out. So when you say, I've been refusing to settle, and I have even said, devil, you have no place in my life, but you just wiped out that first good part. He went on to say, this gentleman wrote in, but bad things keep happening. I don't understand. Okay, so the Bible says that the devil has been defeated, but not destroyed. What does that mean? It means we do have authority over the devil because of what Jesus did on the cross, but he's not been sealed in the pit and destroyed and sent basically into the fires of hell when Jesus returns. So therefore he walks on this earth as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Satan, can I just say it my way? Satan isn't stupid. He was up in heaven when God was creating things. He got kicked out of heaven, but while he was there, he understood kingdom principles, godly ways of doing and being, and he knows how to operate, and he even knows scripture. So if we're sitting back, allowing Satan to know scripture, but we are not standing firm on it, then he has a foothold. Now, I'm not saying that you're not doing the right thing. Praise God you are. I'm not saying that, you know, really crazy things don't happen in the world. They do. I recognize that. But I'm going to give you a scripture because I'm always going to give somebody a scripture. Be not weary in your well-doing, for you shall reap in due season if you don't quit. Let me ask you an opinion on that. Why do you think that scripture is in the Bible? Be not weary in your well-doing, for you shall reap in due season if you faint not. 66 books in the Bible divided into Old and New Testament. One book only, which is a very limited amount of space for God to write an inspiring word for us to live our lives with. Why was that scripture put in there? Be not weary in your well-doing, for you shall reap in due season if you faint not, because, or if you don't quit. The reason why I think it was put in there is because God knew from the foundation of the world Satan would be coming against us on a regular basis to bombard us with fear and torment and worry and discouragement and lack and sickness and disease and anything else. So here's my thought on that. While you're decreeing and declaring, you refusing to settle, even saying things like, devil, you have no place in my life. I want you to keep on saying it. There's a scripture that talks about knock and the door shall be open, seek, and you shall find. If you look at it, and I do believe it's amplified, it says, knock and keep on knocking. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. You see, God has a timetable. We have a timetable. Satan has a timetable. But I don't believe for one minute that we're robotic and we'll know all the answers perfectly. So knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. What is that? I consider it persistence. I believe Satan is a persistent devil. He is good at his job. He's good at what he does. So we have to be not weary in our well-doing. Keep it up. Keep doing it. Keep believing. Keep expecting it. There's some things I prayed for for 15 years. Aren't you weary? Truthfully, 
Yes, there are times I get weary, but what do I do? I go back to the word of God and say, devil, take your hands off me. I'm God's property. And I keep on expecting a miracle. Well, what if it doesn't come quickly? Well, if it doesn't come quickly for me, I am not the most patient person on earth. I've never been accused of being the most patient soul on earth. I have, however, been accused of being impatient, but it's not my timetable. My job is to pray and keep on praying, knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking. I want to encourage you, don't quit, don't give up, don't get weary, keep on doing what God told you to do. And I want you to continue, repent, recite, refuse, resolve, receive, reward, and rejoice, and expect a miracle. Next question. Um, oh, I have given, oh, wow. I've given up on many dreams. A part of me wants to try again. Another part thinks I'm too old. I used to read this book to my kids. And part of the pages had what I call a book of excuses. That's not the title. That wasn't the book. But one of the pages was talking about the hat in the book. And the hat, one of them was too beady, too bumpy, too leafy, too lumpy. It seems like nothing ever worked. Nothing ever fit. Too beady, too bumpy, too leafy, too lumpy. And I used to teach my kids those are excuses. And even though they're honest, don't let stuff get in the way of your dreams. Don't get let stuff get in the way of your dreams. Don't let junk, don't let circumstances, don't let things that are just too beady, too bumpy, too leafy, too lumpy. Maybe the reason it's so hard is because God knows what's on the other end of that miracle, but so does the devil. The devil knows beyond any shadow of a doubt that he does not want you to receive all God has for you. So I want to encourage you because he said, is there ever a time to give up on dreams, resolutions, and goals? Okay, I'm going to give you my Lindsay Roberts opinion. No! No, there's never, unless God tells you to give up and go another direction, and he may do that. But until that day, I say, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Be not weary in your well-doing. And, you know, your age. I don't know how old this person is that wrote this, but I'm 67. Um, let's see. Um, my father-in-law, Oral Roberts, kept on going to 91. My, uh, my Bible says that Moses started his public ministry at, I think it was 80, uh, I, I love looking at old antique golf clubs. Ely Callaway, who is Callaway Golf Clubs, I believe, started the Callaway Company at 80. You know, I don't believe that dreams and visions have timetables. They may be time when God, there may be a time when God wants you to do something. There may be a time when Satan wants to stop you. But if your goal, your dream, your vision hasn't come to pass, I don't personally believe there's an expiration date on the will of God. Might be delays, might be something like that, but I do not believe beyond any shadow of a doubt that there is an expiration date on the will of God. No one will ever convince me of that. And unless God tells you stop, I tell you get back and try again. Start over in the name of Jesus. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus for you to get up Square your shoulders in the spirit, so to speak, 
to believe and expect a miracle and begin to tell, tell the devil no. Begin to repent. Lord, I'm sorry if there's anything in me that you'd like to change. I give you permission. Begin to recite the word of God. Begin to refuse the thoughts, the whispers, the talks of the devil or honestly or anybody that I call the naysayers. You got to listen to what God says, not what people say. Begin to have that resolve that you are determined to do what God calls you to do. Begin to receive all that God has for you. Don't sit back and say, oh, I can't, I shouldn't, I will. No, begin to receive all God has for you. And begin to expect God to reward those who are diligently seeking him. That's scriptural. And begin to rejoice. I pray for the joy of the Lord to be your strength in every area of your life. I pray for you to get up and expect a miracle. I pray for 2023 to be the year for me And I pray for 2023 to be the year for you too. Begin to speak that out. 2023 is the year for me. And I pray it starts to come to pass this split second. I pray for you physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions in every area of your life. I pray for you to be healed and for the joy of the Lord to be your strength in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Well, actually, we'll be listening to you next time. And remember this, you're worth more than you think. That's what I believe. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.